Hi, welcome to my show. Autumn is here. We are going to welcome Samin Farrakande to the show today. She is a caretaker of her mom. She's went through um, the stages of Alzheimer's with her mother. And we want to just share some stories and share some some things that maybe some people are going through or maybe they can relate to and just kind of help somebody who's out there knowing they're not alone. And um, it's a tough thing to do. And we just want to share some share some information with you. Welcome. Welcome to me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a wonderful program. Thank very you. Necessary. Thank you. Well, I just want you first to just tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm a filmmaker and educator. I work with a news agency called Democracy Now! And I uh, have been living in the United States for about 30 years now. I, I uh, was born in Germany, raised in Iran. My parents, uh, my father was Iranian, my mother's German. And um, yeah, and so I, I'm a single child in my family. And so I've taken care of uh, my father as well when he had cancer. And um, that was over 20 years ago. And now in the past um, 10, 15, 10 years, perhaps, uh, I've been taking care of my mom one way or another. Um, sometimes across the ocean, you know, organizing, mm. getting her the care she needs or the doctors she needs. And then also at home, um, you know, okay. with my family. And I have a daughter who is 16 and a mm. husband. Um, and so they've all been very much a part of this as well. It's inevitable. What are some of the things that you um, encountered that, you know, you, you you didn't you didn't realize that you weren't prepared for like when this happened like what did you learn about yourself like you know did you had to what did you have to do what was the challenges yeah i mean you know one of the things i wish i had done is is been more aware of things that happened to my mom health wise even much before you know when my father died in 1998 my mother came to Iran to, to, to the funeral and she had a thrombosis and uh, almost died too. And oh she was only 60 at that time. And I really should have made her go and take care of her um, heart issues, which she had already, you know, and I didn't, I was too, I didn't think of it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a series of things that have led to where we are now, where she has vascular dementia. But, um, you know, I didn't know. And I, you know, she was always the one that urged me to go to the doctor and do this and that. So I didn't expect that I would have to do that for her, you know. Um, right. That, that happens a lot. That happens a lot where, you you know, you, you, you know that they, you know, they usually take care of themselves. So yeah. you're not aware of all their, you know, their medical history and things like that. Just because you're doing your life, you're living your life. They seem okay. They seem healthy. They seem fine. You know, but it, you know, it also is a lesson to us. Unfortunately, is in hindsight, but it's a lesson to us, and hopefully, we can share this with other people to be more proactive with their family member and to know their medical history, especially, is so important, and their medicines and where they go to the doctor. Also, and you can call the doctor, you can, you know, get involved and let the doctor know that you're involved and you want to, you know, to, to update on your on your parent and make sure they have this certain tests and things like that. Because sometimes 
they know they're supposed to go somewhere and supposed to go to the doctor or supposed to take a test. They don't really want to or medicines and stuff like that. They don't really want to. They don't feel like it. They don't think they need it. So, you know, it's about being proactive, you know, and getting involved with your with your um, your family. So what have you been able to like um, speak to doctors and uh, were they very helpful in the, in the beginning? Did you know exactly what to ask for? Did you understand that part? Um, I mean, it's been difficult because in my mom's case, there was, there's a, uh, a lot of heart issues that have led uh-huh. to a lot of other things. But underneath that, the dementia was there. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the dementia was there. And, um, you know, I didn't realize that something like heart issues could lead to uh, the blood flow getting bad into the brain and right. then causing, things, you know, like, like dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these things, I mean, it's so important to inform yourselves even for yourself, really, you know, right. I mean, I've learned a lot through that. You know, I had many people, women coming in to take care of my mom the six hours a day that I had during the, my work hours. Mm-hmm. Many nationalities. It was incredible. I wish I had taped it all. And some of them stayed longer. Some of them stayed only a day. So there was this one, one wonderful woman, Fumi. We've become friends. She's from Nigeria. And she and her family were just really wonderful. They loved Catherine, my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes their kids would come as well. And, you mm-hmm. know, it was just cool for my mom to have that here. And then when I went, I had to go uh, away. I forget what I was doing. I was away for a week and I didn't know what to do. And then, um, you know, they said, well, we'll take that. We'll take her. And so, you know, I negotiated a, a, a fair, you know, um, price, but they were so sweet. They were going to take her anyway. I was like, wow, that's amazing. They felt they, they saw her as a part of their family in a way because they're mm-hmm. new immigrants. They've only been here like six years. And so all their grandparents and everybody is over there in Nigeria. So anyway, so my mom stayed with them and they took her to church. It was just fabulous you know like she was the only white woman in the (laughs) taking care of the babies running around and it was so funny because there were some other nigerian ladies that came later on too when fumi at one point she was pregnant she couldn't come so another woman came and um she was nigerian too and she didn't even know then when she got here, she's like, oh, my God, it's Catherine. I know her. I'm like, how do you know her? And she's like, well, I met her at the church. She she was running around with my babies. <laughs> it was really great. Was, but that's good for her. You know, the stimulation is really good for her. It was, you know, it so. was fabulous. It was yes, fabulous yes, and yes. really lucky for us. Um, how does but, it affect you emotionally? Emotionally, it's a, uh, for me, it was a roller coaster. It's like, you know, I was always worried at work. I was always worried when I wasn't home. I always rushed to try to get home. So emotionally at that that period of time was was really, you know, really bad for me. For me, it was. That was my my experience and feeling like I was alone and feeling like I didn't want to make a mistake on any kind of decision that I make. And then every day was something new and different, you know. So how did how did it, how was it for you? 
Well, I, I mean, I remember the first time that I noticed something was different and I was like, oh my God, you know, there's something going on. Um, but I, I didn't, I wasn't even proactive enough. I should have done something right away. And mm -hmm. I, I, it took me a while to understand the magnitude. Um, it's very, it's been very emotional, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a long road and, you know, at the end of the story right now, she's at the, at the senior center at the, at the home, but it's very difficult. And for me, I always feel like I, I didn't do enough. I'm constantly thinking, am I doing the right thing? Should I do this? Should I do that? It's very hard to be alone in, in this, you know, and there is no right way either, you know. I mean, ideally, I would have liked to continue to keep her in my home. Uh, in some ways, I feel like being at my house, it was better for her because we were here, we were loving. At the same time, I also understand that, you know, I took it took a lot of time away from my daughter who was, you know, growing up. She needed me as well. And one of the things that I found out is that in my household, because of my very strange hours, I could not give, give her routine. One uh -huh. of the things that you need so much when you have dementia is you're so confused. There's so many things that are, you're, the rugs constantly pulled away under your feet. So if you don't have a routine, it's crazy. And so my mom often was upset because, and I didn't realize she was hungry, but we hadn't done lunch yet or we hadn't done dinner yet because my kid was coming later that day or because I was leaving earlier that day or what have you. And I'm realizing now she's much happier. And I'm like, why is that? And then I see the lunch comes, the breakfast, you know, everything comes. Maybe it's not the best tasting, <laughs> but it's coming on time and it's there, you know? And what I can do is supplement it with stuff that I bring, like mm -hmm. homemade stuff, but she gets it on time. Everything is, yeah. you know, ready. The they have to have a schedule. Yeah. No. They have to have a schedule. The other thing is that um, I, my bathroom and my house is totally not adequate i live on a six floor walk up i mean i'm even thinking you know i'm not the youngest i gotta start thinking about this but in my bathroom there's also stairs so uh -huh. at one at, at one point i realized i can't have my mom you know bathe herself so i would go it's crazy there's these two stairs and then you put your foot over and then you're in a beautiful in big tub. Tub, okay. you know and so i would somehow get her up there and get her in there and can you believe it one time my mom slipped and she went you know and i was like oh my god oh my god she's probably broken something and i can't believe she did not break anything she's a very strong lady wow. very strong lady she wow. didn't break anything but i realized that bathing now from then on bathing became me and the caretaker together we would do it you know, like I had someone coming in um, six hours a day while I was working. So certain days I would take off uh, certain hours and work on the other side, like stay, stay longer at work right. um, so that we could base her together so that <laughs> she would hold her on one level and I would hold it on the other. So it was just 
crazy stuff like that you know you have to change your yeah you have to change the way you do things yeah yeah it, it, it's a lot it's a lot on everybody it's a lot on everybody it's a lot on the household okay so you said something the last time you were saying how um how hard it was on you and making the decisions and things like that now i know that um my mom is not here any longer so um and i and i had uh grief um therapy and all that and stuff like that and and i'm i'm, I'm okay with that um what i'm still not okay with in the back of my mind is the guilt is like did i make all the right decisions you know even though i know it was you know you had to do it on the spot or you didn't have i didn't have all the information i know so much more now um but I, I still have that in the back of my mind. Did I make the right decisions? You know, and some decisions you you can't change. You know, you can't you can't go back from. So, and my mom is not here, so there's nothing I can do about it. But I still have that. You know, did I make the right decisions? So, do is that? Do you have some of that now? Like, do you, do you think about that? I do. In fact, you're I'm tearing up right now as you're telling me because I have it all the time. I mean, when I go to the to the senior center. I mean, the decision to have her there was mm -hmm. a very hard one. First of all, the reason why it all happened, because, you know, before COVID, I was looking, but I wasn't sure if I would do it. I just wanted a respite, really. I wasn't even going to do right. have my mom be in a home. I just needed some respite time once in a while. So mm -hmm. I did that a few times. And so I was looking for a place and I had some surgery myself. So I was looking for a place, and so I found this place, um, and uh, I, I, I negotiated just a, like a few months of respite for me while I was recovering from the surgery. And then I realized the routine issue. I realized how much it had been taxing for my relationship with my child, you know, wow. and, and all this made me realize, my God, I've got to make this really hard decision, you know? Mm. And so I said, okay. And I talked to the home and I asked whether they had a long-term bed and they said, yes. And so I made that decision. It was very hard. Um, mm. I felt very guilty. I mean, I come I listened to the show that you did with um, Daisy uh, and her mom who was in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. I understand what she was saying about people taking care of their own. That is, mm -hmm. you know, most, many of our non-Western ways, that's how it was, you know, and right. people took care of their elders um, and figured it out in the family um, because also life was different, you know? Right. And so I was really, trying to do that and figuring out. But then I realized that my daughter comes first right now. You know, she's the one that needs to, even though my mom comes too, it's very hard. We, we're called the sandwich, uh, sandwich right. age because we have our kid and we have our mom, our dad, whatever. Um, but I made that decision. And so then every time I go, I feel guilty. I tell you. So I'm trying ways to make myself feel better. So I try to make things that she will enjoy happen mm -hmm. for us. Right. So like I try to like last Monday, she had to go to the doctor. So I said to the, I told to the home, I told the home, I want to take her to the doctor whenever necessary. Um, that way I'm in the loop. You have less work. And, and then what I'd like is after that, we always do something special. 
So it was a beautiful day. So I took her to the park. We, she loves flowers. She loves watching the kids. We did that. Then we went and had um, a really nice meal um, together. And she really enjoyed that, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, those kind of special times are good for both of us. Um, so, right. you know, I do that. And that makes me feel better about mm -hmm. the guilt, too, because I yeah. wanted to have a good time. The other thing is that it's so important. I can't tell you enough how important it is to go and be present at the home, wherever it is, because they have so pe many people. They have 10 people to one person. Um, mm -hmm. They can. It's not that they want to, but it can easily happen that someone gets neglected. And Absolutely. so it's really on you to mm -hmm. be there and see things happening. Like my mom had an abscess in her tooth. And it was on me to push that she goes to the emergency room. She had to go. Mm. And they were taking their time on it. And so that's one of the reasons, if you can afford it, right. to have someone besides yourself, if you can't always go, to go there once or twice a week. And, you know, I've been talking to other people in the, at the home. Like, I'm lucky I can afford. I found uh, someone that I can afford a few hours a week right. there was this other lady i talked to and she had a similar situation and i said well how do you afford it and she said well you know what i do is i found friends that you know every so often i give them something that i can afford to give and they're good with that and they they like to do it you know so you mm -hmm. do what you can but right. it gives you more information and it makes you feel good and it makes your mom or dad feel good you know Right, yeah. uh, whenever I go there, I try to bring some chocolates or things for everybody. That mm -hmm. is great. Everybody gets happy when they get some fruit or whatever. And mm -hmm. it's happened that I know other people there now. Sometimes mm -hmm. I bring music from my phone and mm -hmm. I started doing like, you know, doing some salsa moves. And this one mm -hmm. guy, he's much younger. He's there for rehab. He's not there for dementia, but he's there. It's all mixed. So Victor. He started dancing. He's like so happy that I'm dancing with the, yeah. some salsa yeah. song. Just realize that, you know, people really, especially during COVID, it's been so hard. All the programs have been mm. asleep. Nothing's going on. So anyone who brings some life in the house, into the house, it's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, but, that's, they all need that. And, um, you know, that, that we, we used to do that. Um, thank God I, when you said COVID, it's like, um, thank God that I, I wasn't going through it with COVID. I can't even imagine it. But we used to go up there and um, they would have a party and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we mingle with the other people. We I, I remember I used to go help out. My grandchildren would help out. You know, they nice. would talk to the other other people. And, you know, it was, it was very interesting. And I realized that there wasn't a lot of people who visited. Um, yeah. the, rest of, the rest of the people, which was sad, you know, yes. and sometimes, you know, they would need something and um, sometimes they were, you could do it for them. But sometimes the nurses would say you couldn't do it like an outside yeah. person couldn't help them, you know, in that way. So, you yeah. know, they you have to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. And, they are very uh, frustrated. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, but, you know, she was very frustrated and she told she would tell me. In fact, you know, I'm making a film about it and I've, I'm looking at all the footage I have. And mm -hmm. she talked about, she explained it. She said, no, you don't understand. It's like a new language and a new way of being. I can't, I can't always say what I want. I, the language isn't there. And you have to learn this new language, she told me. 
you know, oh, wow. and it's just like so profound. And and she wanted to tell me what's going on, but she didn't like she couldn't access the words. The words, know? yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's the sad thing there. That you know they become. They're different. They're not themselves. And then the sad thing is, you know, it kind of like they're locked in this box. And that's frustrating yeah. because they're locked in there and they can't get out and they can't explain to you. And you're, you know, they don't understand, you know, so it's it's just it's such a, a amazing disease to have. When when I feel guilty, I try to remind myself that I'm doing the best I can. And I took care of her a number of well four years you know absolutely yeah uh, that meant no sleeping you know it was it was not easy yeah it's and a sacrifice it's a sacrifice yeah. it's a sacrifice you know and i talked to her about it i mean you know i'm glad that she still kind of remembers who i am like mm-hmm. she looks at me and she thinks i'm her sister and says her name and then i say mom look again am i your sister or am i Simin? And then she said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're singing, you know, so she, <laughs> yeah. she knows. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and I hug her and I say, mom, are you, is it okay that you're here? And she doesn't really know what that means, mm-hmm. it seems, but she says, yeah, yeah, it's okay, you know, so. Uh, my, mo- my mom, um, she, one, the one thing that's one thing I was so grateful for, she never forgot who I was. She ne- I was so afraid of that. I was so afraid of that. But she never did. She never did. But um, my mom, when she was there, um, she thought that she was waiting for the doctor. So every day for like forever, she's like, when is this doctor coming? I've been sitting here all day. You know, and so I just go with it like, OK, you know, well, he's coming. First, I tried to explain. And then I realized, you know, I had to learn that you have to be with them where they're at. In their mind, yes. you just got to go with it. You know, yes. just, really you have to. You have to. Yeah. That, so you have to let her have her, her, her world and and, you know, just, you know, just play along with it. You know, I actually wanted to read a list, but now I didn't bring it to this this interview of of. It's a very simple list of things to remember when you are with someone with dementia. And it really helps to know those. And one of them is to go with, you know, like some people say, say the truth. Uh, And I did do that a lot in the beginning. But in the beginning, in the beginning, because it got her so agitated and upset Mm -hmm. and it wasn't worth it because it wasn't going to change. But also another thing is that in the beginning, when she first got to the home, she did want to leave a lot. And I feel bad about that. She, mm-hmm. she wanted to leave and they had to put a thing on her a, a wristband that would prevent the elevator from opening. Right. When right. She so, you know. Yeah. But it's, a, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you, you, you have to take it day by day. You know, um, you have that's why, you know, try to get as much information out as possible, because, you know, it's you can't totally prepare for it. You just you just can't. But if you know a little bit more like, you know, to, to go with them in, in whatever situation they're in, you know, just play along with it, um, you know, recognize certain things and things like that. And just to seek the proper help for you, you know, um, those things would help. And to kind of plan, you know, talk to your family about it. 
if you notice these things and you see, you know, they're slipping a little bit, uh, forgetting a little bit, start talking to your family then, you know, you don't understand like how much of a burden it is and how much is, you know, and I don't mean like it's in, in a bad way, but it is, it's, it's, it's a burden if you have your own life and you're doing things, but it's like, you want to, and that's the, that's the problem. Like you're emotional. So you want to help. That's your parent. You want to help and you can, you're limited. You're limited yeah. in what you can do. You know, so it's good to to um, get other people involved, get your family members involved if you can and talk to you. I think it's good to talk to your parent ahead of time. You know, Absolutely. You know talking to them. Absolutely. What, what what happens if this happens? You know that this is this can happen or this is poss- this possibility could happen or these different scenarios. What happened? What would you like to do? What what you know? You know, would you would you be okay living with me or living with my your sis, sister or you know our, our uh, you know or your other child? You know, say something. See see where their head is at. Um, it's so and, important. It's so important. Yeah, you know that. Is. Yeah, that that's so important um, to do. But I'm really glad that I had some uh, resources and the, the insurance gave me some resources to bring some people into the house. Uh, so that I could go to work and know that my mom was safe, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that happened. That went on for four years, and she was a part of our our family in a nice way. And these ladies came, and they became, in a way, a part of our family in those days. You know, um, they, the insurance gave me six hours uh, of care. That was really good, you know. Okay. And I'm glad that I found out about that, you know. I don't think I'm glad that I didn't put her in a home right away. I was able to do it for a while. Um, Mm. And then, you know, I couldn't anymore, but that was very helpful. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, you know, is there anything um, like what have you thought about anything plans for, you know, future or, or anything that you want to like even tell anybody to try to think about, you know, certain things for the future. Like, how is that now? How, how are you feeling now? Well, today I'm feeling really good because she fully knows what she's doing. And, she, and I met her there and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful. And Fumi said, look, you know, I'm going to take her out. So she immediately is a beautiful day. She mm-hmm. she figured out how to write, like sign whatever. And they went into the park together. Oh, OK. Okay. So this was the first day. So I'm like, oh my God, it's just so <laughs> my mom's lucky, you know. She is yeah. lucky. So today I feel good, you know, good. because um that lady for me came. But one thing I wanted to say is that the way I understand dementia is like this. Yeah, it's easy to get impatient with people who have dementia, but you have to understand they're trying their best to communicate. And mm-hmm. if they want to say book. Their brain is saying this, glass, because glass contains things. Books contain things. They speak in a beautiful poetic language sometimes as they are trying to communicate with you and as they're trying to get words that at least might have a similar meaning. Right, 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 right. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the conversation. Um, and not only helps other people, it helps me too. to, to um, you know, it's kind of like a continuing thing 
uh, with me. Um, but I'm glad that she has her assistant that you you like and that um, she's someplace where she can utilize her languages, which is going to help her. You know what I mean? That's that's going to help her. So so that's good. And that you're comfortable you know, with there and you have you have it already set up. So um, I know it's hard. I know it's a struggle. Um, you know, it's going to be good days. It's going to be bad days. It's, you know, but, you know, you, you, you're you doing the best you can. You're not alone, um, you know, and you just you have to know that you're, she's lucky to have you. Some people go through this and they don't have anybody. There are people in those homes and nursing homes and they don't have anybody. They don't have a family. They don't have a neighbor to come. They don't have anybody. So you are lucky that she has that, you. That is terrifying. Yeah. So, you know, just know that, you know, you have each other. She's still here. You know, love her, hold her, you know, do 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 whatever you can to make her feel, you know, just at that moment. It's about moments, you know, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. So it's about moments. So enjoy whatever moments that you can have with her, because, you know, it's a blessing to be able to, you know, touch her and be there and talk to her, even if she's not making sense, you know, it's still a blessing just to, just to talk to her, hear her voice, hear her say your name. You know, I used to make my mother say my name every time. Just like, what's my name? What's my name? You know, and she would joke and laugh and, and call me other things, but she gets to it. She she liked to play around. So, but, um, you know, but it's it's good just just that those I wish I had met your mom I like I wish everybody had met her like she was just so much fun she really did my the children love her the children my my children love her so um but I'm grateful that I you were able to share your story and share something that may help somebody else and just know that listen you're not alone out there we other people are going through it and have gone through it and, um, you know, stay the course, do what you can. You can't do everything. You cannot do everything you want to. Your heart wants you to, you know, but you, you can't do everything. Understand that and do the best you can. So thank you, Samin, for talking to us. Um, thank, thank you for being on Autumn here. And I, I really, I really appreciate it. This, is very, this is very important. Thank you. Thank you.